The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So an announcement by government today that publicly funded fertility treatments are to be introduced from September. Uh, we're joined by Dr. Brian Higgins, GP from Galway Primary Care, for our weekly health spot. And Brian, is this something that you would have a lot of people going to GPs to discuss before they go on to fertility clinics? Um, absolutely. Infertility, unfortunately, is something that is common. Um, we would have we generate so the first question is what's infertility so infertility means that a couple is struggling to conceive despite having regular unprotected sex and about one in seven couples will not have conceived within a year of regular sex now the good news is 50 percent of those couples will actually conceive in the second year but it does mean that just under about 10 percent of couples will not have conceived after two years and those couples we um, raise the issue of infertility. It can be very upsetting for them, presumably, as well. It can be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly unset, uh, upsetting because it's very conflicted because you're, you're obviously trying because you want to have a family and generally it's at an age where you see your friends and and, fam- and family um, all getting pregnant and it becomes a lot more obvious when you're trying and you're often very happy for them but also grieving by the, around the fact that you've been trying often very hard without success and my heart goes out to any couple who's struggling with infertility. Now GPs are going to be very involved with what the government has in mind because GPs are going to have to make um, a recommendation or a referral to a regional fertility hub. What's going to be involved here? So my understanding is, and it is important to know that the government have a budget, but it's a limited budget um, to provide the service. And they're going to be setting up these regional hubs. Now, we're incredibly involved with these patients anyway, because the GP is really the central part in in family planning. And we're the first port of call for patients who are struggling to conceive. So I do think it's appropriate that we're involved in this um, referral pathway because we do it anyway. And it's just good news for us that we'll now have a pathway for patients who are unable to afford private care. Okay, and that pathway then, they'll go to the regional fertility hub, but how will the eligibility be decided? I think it's all right. So from what I've read, um, the there are certain criteria that will need to be met. Um, Let's start maybe with the, the health of the people because there's a little bit of concern and controversy about the decision to involve the BMI of an intending birth mother. Um, yes, and I can understand why people are so upset about that. I think, um, so when we look at infertility, we, 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 we have what's called a U-shaped curve, which means that infertility increases if people are very underweight and infertility increases if people are overweight. So, so you would imagine when we identify a couple with infertility, we do know that being an extreme of weight is a cause of infertility. And when we identify infertility, what we try to do is identify and treat underlying causes. And if the weight is an underlying cause, either the weight that's too low or that's too high, what we'll try do is try address that weight as part of the treatment. Um, Also, we do know that patients who are overweight, who do go through IVF, are unfortunately at much higher risk of miscarrying that pregnancy. There's also going to be an age ceiling as well. What is it for women? 41, I think. 
The age limit is up to your 41st birthday. And I believe there's an age limit for men as well, up to their 60th birthday. Um, I, from my understanding, um, and this is sort of very, it feels very cruel to talk about this, is when you have a limited budget to provide a service, I, I think where they're coming from is they're trying to focus this budget to patients and couples that they believe there's a higher um, rate of success. Yeah, because um, the funding, yeah, the funding is yeah. only going to be made available to couples for one cycle of IVF. Now, how mm. much does the cycle of IVF cost, and how likely is it to be successful? Because again, I'm sure we all know of cases where we hear of people who've gone through multiple courses of IVF, sometimes successfully, thankfully, mm-hmm. in the end, sometimes never successfully. Yeah, like we can talk about it. So the the fees are, I, I, I honestly don't know, but um, the when it comes to the success of IVF, I, I suppose we can talk about population statistics, but it's really so important for that person when they're going through the IVF, they either get pregnant or they don't. And unfortunately, with each round of IVF, the risk of success becomes lower. Uh, so somebody is much more likely to get pregnant with their first round of IVF and if they're not pregnant with their first round of IVF the chances of getting pregnant with the second round of IVF are actually much lower. Also it seems that the funding is only going to be made available to couples if they haven't had more than one cycle of IVF through the private sector so they're allowed one go in the private sector they can come to the public sector Mm. and get it funded but if they've done it twice privately they'll be excluded from public funds to go again. Yeah, and that's possibly because, um, I, and I don't know if that's because the government believe, well, if you can afford two, you can afford three, or it's because they said, well, actually, if you failed two cycles of IVF, your chances of the third round with us being successful are quite low. So what they might be doing is choosing a couple that hasn't had a round of IVF who statistically are much more likely to get pregnant with that round of IVF. I suppose it's it's when you have... Um, a limited budget. I do think there's a what can feel like a level of cruelty there when you're you're um, spending that budget to make sure that there's um, that the the treatments are successful. And I think part of this criteria is to try and ensure that there is the highest um, success rate of the treatments that are provided to the patients that are eligible. Where are they going to get the treatment? Because I see in the notes here that apparently there are going to be six hubs either the HSE Centre in Cork or private operators. That would suggest that in many parts of the country uh, the state would pay for uh, people, for couples to go to private providers. Mm. And that seems to, that's something that's already happening. We do know that the GP, one of the things that was, that came out of COVID that was very positive for GPs is that we now have access to MRIs and ultrasounds and DEXAGANs and x-rays from private providers that the state fund. And I suppose when it comes to the state setting up a clinic, um, there's a lot of complication there from finding a place to finding staff to finding qualified providers. And we do know that there are a lot of excellent private fertility centres in Ireland who are already set up, who already have the location, who already have the staff. And I suppose if the government wants to get this set up quickly, it does make sense to to tender the process out to qualified, qualified providers that are already doing it. But then, and I think it's uh, Labour Senator Marie Sherlock has brought this up today, that one in six couples who experienced infertility, well, of the one in six, a quarter have an unknown cause. Mm. So will that actually be sorted by sending people to these private clinics? 
I think um, I think the question that comes out of that is that in Ireland, what it looks like is one of the criteria is patients will, will need a um, an identifiable reason for their infertility. Um, a good example would be a, a patient with polycystic ovarian syndrome who's not ovulating or a male with a low sperm count. So we know the reason why. Whereas in the UK, we do know that many patients who suffer with infertility, we do all the tests and everything looks perfect. I believe in the NHS, those patients who have an unidentified cause where all the tests look normal, they have access to the state-funded fertility, whereas in Ireland it may be a case that it's only patients who have an identifiable cause. And that, um, I, don't, I don't understand the reasons for that, or I don't know the reasons for that. Dr Brian Higgins, GP from Galway Primary Care, thank you for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.